It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, highs at 67. Showers likely overnight with a low of 56 degrees. We'll keep some showers in the forecast through about midday on Wednesday. Still warm, 65 the high with a low of 46 Wednesday night. Slightly cooler Thursday with sunshine at a high of 60. Lows in the mid-30s. And Friday, that chilly weather returns with a high of 48 degrees. Currently, temperatures are in the 50s this morning, 52 in Medford, 55 in Lynchburg, 55 in Danville, 52 in Amherst, 53 in Appomattox. Um, I was outside a good portion of the day yesterday and really enjoyed it, took the dogs running. Um, If it's possible for dogs to actually smile, my dogs were smiling yesterday. They were very, very happy. So they're in for a bit of a a downer as we get into the <laughs> the weekend it's going to be much cold colder again, yeah. yeah it's gonna it, it is quite the roller coaster ride but welcome to the south that's how it works there uh three new lynchburg city council members we heard bill talking about that a few minutes ago um uh, they're getting sworn in of course uh Stephanie is going to be sworn in this afternoon. She's going to join us on Thursday's show uh, to talk about her her plans. Um, we are uh, we're excited to to have Stephanie uh, as well as uh, Marty Mischens and Councilman Larry Taylor uh, in on the board uh, on on the council in Lynchburg. Um, it seems like a, a lot of of these new members are really taking a hard look at the violence in the city right now of course that's something stephanie's talked about for quite some time i hope if you are working or living in lynchburg that you filled out the survey we tried to to talk about that a lot so that people would become involved in that process i think that ended on new year's eve Um, but i hope a lot of people did participate in that survey so that that the police department knows where you stand on that um one of the things miss jen said is i'm not going to say what people want to hear but just want to push forward with honesty openness and transparency and um taylor said we're going to work with our police department we got to reduce crime in the city we're going to serve notice gun violence is not allowed in lynchburg it's not just gun violence guys it's not it's um it's violence in general I mean, we've got, we've had carjackings and, you know, beatings and people being robbed by, with knives. I mean, it's just, it's just a lack of respect for people in general and authority in general uh, that, that we've got to look at too. Mental health needs to be examined. Um, poverty needs to be examined. The, you know, the, the cost of living in Lynchburg there's a lot to take in, and there's a lot to, uh, they're going to be busy. There's no doubt about that, and, and I hope that uh, they're going to do everything that is expected of them because city council looks very different now in the Hill City right now. 866-916-3776. If you live in Lynchburg and you've got an opinion on what they need to be focused on, feel free to give us a call and share that. We'll be talking with, again, Stephanie Reed on Thursday. and. We'll always pass that along uh, to them. And, of course, Marty and uh, Larry are uh, good friends of the show, 
And uh, and I'm sure are listening. If there's a message you want to get to them, I'm sure that they would would welcome that. Uh, absolutely, would love to hear from you on that. Uh, we also had a story over the weekend, a, a very tragic story for football fans. Buffalo Bills yep, had last night. just um, the safety Demar Hamlin. Uh, collapsed on the field they're saying now that he had a heart attack yes what they're saying um so this was on monday night football last night a uh, young man 24 um he basically made a made a tackle on t higgins hit the helmet like hit him in the chest and he got back up and then he fainted and then it became a very scary scene it moved from does he have a severe head injury to Oh, they're giving him CPR on the field. This is bigger than, than you know, one right, game. Right. And um, they had to drive the ambulance onto the field. He ended up going to the hospital where he's in critical condition, and they uh, suspended the game. Which at first they were going to continue the game. They were going to say you get five minutes to warm up and then we'll go back. But uh, both coaches and I think the players kind of were like, no, we're not doing this because you could tell. Well, all, you don't have your head in the game after yeah, that. Yeah, all, all the Bills were visibly just not oh, yeah. there. I mean, Shaking, like... Well, you got grown men, like crying, the giant men crying. crying on the field. Because yeah. they're, you know, they're close They're close to each other. And they had to watch their teammate get CPR and, and get loaded to a hospital where they do not know if he's okay. And if you look at this young man... I mean, he looks healthy, incredibly healthy. And this happened in a soccer game um, in twenty last year. Christian Eriksen, who played, you know, in, for Denmark in the European Championships, had kind of a similar thing where he just fainted on the field, and mm-hmm. they had to do the same thing. He had a heart episode as well. So, um, you, you just kind of, you know, it's it's. It was kind of like, it was a night where I didn't turn off ESPN, but it wasn't because it was the game. It was just because right. you were you didn't understand the moment. Like, you couldn't comprehend the moment. It was so unique. You'd never seen that before. But, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the game, glad the game did get stopped. I don't think you could have had a football game. It would have been safe. The Bills would not have been in it. And in that kind of sport where it is a violent sport and it came came to a head last night, it just it's just tragic to see. Hopefully he can, you know get through this and well and and discover what happened yeah you know what exactly of course there's going to be all kinds of rumors and speculation about you know was he using anything was he you know and anytime you have a 24 year old have a heart attack there's either a hidden there's something like a, a heart something that they missed maybe a birth defect that they didn't see at all um I think or could, is there something else yeah, going on at play? If you watch the hit over again, he gets hit literally like a helmet right to the chest, and then they well, fall down on it. And it could be something where he just got hit. That's where he got hit, and that's what. This it, is when we need Doctor Harb calling in. Yeah, to tell it can that can that actually cause a heart attack? I mean, so, maybe so. I guess if the hit is hard enough, maybe it could do that and I, but it's something that ne- that needs to be examined so that that doesn't you know happen again uh, of course we did we were watching um 
football. I, I say we. I made football food, and they were over at my house watching football on New Year's Day. And uh, there were some, and they watch Red Zone. So oh, best it's, way to watch football. It's the ADD of, I, I mean, I never knew. All I knew was the colors were changing. They yes. weren't wearing the same color they outfits. Basically, so it's seven hours of commercial-free football, and the idea yeah. is you see every touchdown from every game. So you go any high leverage moment in game you watch and they switch from game to game across right. the entire there were some folks behaving badly though yeah so uh, in some of those games on I, New Year's I Day, watched for sure yeah because so I'll typically watch that and the Eagles game at the same time like I'll have two TVs and I'll I'll, I'll be chilling also in sports uh, action sports legend Ken block co-founder of DC shoes and Hoonigan racing did I say that right I think so um, died near his home in Utah, 55 years old, snowmobile accident. Dude was a legend. It, and he was riding up a steep slope, and the snowmobile landed on top of him. And, um, yeah, that was, the, of course, skateboard brand, and, and uh, he sold it in 2004, but, you know, created that in the mid-'80s, was right there when everything was happening. And um, he was five-time X Games medalist in rallycross. And his YouTube channel became the most popular in motorsports history. A billion page views. So uh, he, th- they are certainly mourning the loss, uh, his loss today. And then we had a freak accident with Jeremy Renner. Did you see that story? I did. Um, he is in critical but stable condition. Suffering blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries following a snowplow accident. So, I I mean, was he, I guess he was driving the snowplow? Is that, is that what was going on? Yeah, it was weird how they presented it. Yeah, a little bit. But, um, of course, he's been, I would think, I think of him as more of a, character actor probably uh, they say his injuries are extensive uh, he's also in marvel movies he's been in a bunch yeah, of marvel Hawkeye. stuff yeah 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 that's right um and have had a, a great deal of outpouring of love um he was injured in the area near mount rose highway the road linking lake tahoe and straddles the nevada california border he had to be flown by helicopter. Um, yeah, there, he was the only person involved in the accident. I just don't. Why is he shoveling snow? Why is he in a snowplow at all? I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, it seemed very strange when I was reading the headline. It seemed very odd to yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Of course, I also had a headline yesterday. I'll tell you this and I'll go to play. It wasn't a great Janet moment where it says, Hugh Grant playing James Bond's wife in next movie. And I'm like, are they making James Bond gay now? Is that where we are? No. It's He's, in the new Knives Out movie. Yeah. He plays, he plays Daniel Craig's husband in the new Knives Out movie. Clickbait. 
stupid. He did say, I'm James Bond's husband or something. He did. That's exactly what he said. You're better than that, Hugh Grant. You're better than that. This is how rumors get started. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam, 866-916-3776. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. I got a bucket, got a bucket for the sunshine. I got a love and I know that it's all mine. We do have a lot of sunshine, at least until the weekend. I'll take it. You're not going to get any complaints from me. Uh, It was so warm and nice over the weekend. We were uh, actually, for Christmas, I had asked for these herb hangers that you hang over your kitchen windows so you have a bar that goes over your kitchen windows and then you've got these lovely ceramic pots that will hang off the bar and you've got your fresh herbs there in the window and that it kind of gets everything off the counter and i was really excited about it and um so as we're (laughs) as we're getting ready to put it up you realize i've been asking about getting the windows cleaned for a while but they're really high up so it's kind of hard to clean from the outside. So my Mark is uh, saying, you want me to clean the windows, don't you? And I said, well, you know, it might be might be nice. Come to find out, he has never cleaned these windows since he's been in this house. Like 20-some years. And they tilt in. Nice. So so he could, so the, and he keeps saying, this cleaner is terrible. This cleaner sucks. This cleaner is not getting, I don't think it's, I mean, that's 20 years of stuff on that window. It's okay, Mark. I probably would have done the same thing. I think we're going to have to be... Oh, they look amazing now. Looks so much bigger and beautiful. And yeah, it's it's pretty good looking. So I got, got a little more than I bargained for for my Christmas gift this year. Ooh, yeah. And he got a lot more than he bargained for giving that gift this year. He, he says this was just a ruse to get him to clean the windows. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked. Well, you know, he may or may not be right about that. So we've been talking a lot on the show about, you know, TikTok and all these apps that want to follow you and and things that you need to be aware of. Technically, um, here is a creepy iPhone setting that just needs to be adjusted. And we're going to tell you how to shut off a, a pretty invasive feature that you may not even know is uh is following you every app on your iphone comes with permissions depending on what you're using the app for anytime you put an app on most of the time uh it'll ask permission to access your camera your photos uh, so you can take and post pictures Uh, a lot of them will ask to access your microphone or they'll ask for your location and then you can say ask this app not to follow me which is what i always Mark, uh, apps within Apple devices have two different location options because some people will allow some apps. So if you're looking, for example, if you're saying, you know, find restaurants near me, that can be helpful when you're traveling. So that might be something that you would, you know, give them permission for. Sometimes I'll say you can have permission while I'm using the app. And that's the only time, you know, you that's can have what permission. I do. Right. Um, well, there's a, apparently, and I didn't know this. There are two different location options 
that they'll ask for permission for. One is your approximate location, which gives an app a general area of where you're located. For example, you know, if you're in Chicago, it, it knows you're in Chicago. So you might grant permission to access your approximate location to find those cool restaurants and, and they can give you recommendations for that. The other location option is your precise location, which is the exact address of where you are. So that, I, I guess for like Uber, you know, maybe that's something they would need your precise location so your driver can pick you up at the right place. Some apps will automatically just begin using your precise location without you even knowing it. That I didn't know. You always need to be in control of what apps have the information and you can certainly, you know, adjust that. Turning off your precise location is pretty simple. Um, you open up your settings, you scroll down to privacy and security, and you tap location services. And then every app on your phone that uses location services is this is thing going to be listed. So go to settings, privacy and security, tap your locations, and then to find out what capacity the apps have access to, click on any app option and precise location is is turned on for that app, you can toggle it off. It wouldn't be a bad idea to do a little first of the year cleaning on your phone. And um, as far as using precision location is safe, I don't, I literally do not have any app on my phone that would ever need precise location ever. But you need to, you know, take that in to consideration so there you go there's your there's your new year's tech tip for today how about that uh here's something else that you may need to know about the new omnicrom sub variant what are we on now this one's xb 1.5 it's the uh mutation that is accounting for about 41 percent of the confirmed cases nationwide and uh, apparently it's spreading across the U.S. just in time for the new year. Um, it has uh, picked up speed over the past week and has jumped from just 21% on Christmas Eve. Not that that surprises us because everybody gets together for the holidays. Same thing's going to be tr true for, you know, flu. I was talking to my sister yesterday. She said, it seems like everybody I know has something. And I, I just kicked something back. Last week, I had something last week. I'm so happy to be feeling better from that now. Uh, during the week, the last week of December, this XBB 1.5 made up 73% of the cases in the northeastern states. That includes Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont. In New York and New Jersey, it showed up in 72% of cases. Of course, it's drawing ever closer to us at this point. Um, ironically, probably the worst variant that the world is facing right now is actually XBB, said one infectious disease expert from the University of Minnesota, um, because it is very contagious. So it's important that if you're sick, you stay home. And even though you don't want to test, you need to go ahead and test just to, to make sure, you know, that you're not spreading that around. 
this is also what's been driving cases in parts of Asia, including Singapore. And, of course, a lot of people are having a lot of concern about people coming in from China and bringing that variant over, although it seems like the variant's already here, doesn't it? Yeah. That's how that usually works out. So just just keep that in mind. It is highly contagious and i do think a lot of people are getting very um kind of lackadaisical about covid now and just just knowing that it can mutate is you know uh, certainly a little concerning i'm more concerned about the flu strains that are out there now especially for older people um so again just use some common sense if you're not feeling well um then try to keep your germs to yourself. That's probably a good idea all the way around, don't you think? Coming up, we've got Kimberly McBroom at the bottom of the hour. She's going to be taking a look at some uh, stories for us, including uh, they are looking for two people whose boat overturned uh, over the weekend and capsized on Smith Mountain Lake. Also, a family from Rocky Mount looking to get back on their feet. They had a fire two days after Christmas. And if you're looking to get rid of that live tree, pickup is going to begin today, actually, in Roanoke. So she'll take a look at that for us. Marco Galbraith also in the next half hour to take a look at this story out of uh, Idaho. One of the things that Marco always tells us is if there's somebody you're concerned about that you think might be violent, that you think might pose a danger in your workplace or to your family or to your person, is to watch for that baseline. Watching that baseline is always important, and that is proving true again with this case. He's going to talk to us about that in our next half hour. Thanks so much for listening to The Morning Jam. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. We love to hear from you. We love having you be a part of the show and part of our radio family. We'll be back after this break. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, highs at 67. Showers likely overnight with a low of 56 degrees. We'll keep some showers in the forecast through about midday on Wednesday. Still warm, 65 the high with a low of 46 Wednesday night. Slightly cooler Thursday with sunshine at a high of 60, lows in the mid-30s. And Friday, that chilly weather returns with a high of 48 degrees. And currently, we have temperatures well into the 50s. 56 in Lynchburg, 53 in Bedford, 50 in Roanoke, 57 in Danville. We have uh, 50 in Salem, 52 in Monroe, and 54 in Appomattox. Uh, Just really nice, pleasant, warm temperatures, which we need to enjoy while we can, because it's definitely going to cool off. I was tempted to even, you know, reset the porch yesterday to to be outside but i know it's not gonna last don't fall for it it's not gonna last but we'll enjoy it while we can and uh we'll we'll enjoy it just as long as as we have an opportunity to for sure 
Well, we're going to be talking with Marco Galbraith here in just a little bit about this Idaho suspect. Uh, We also have Larry Taylor that we're trying to get on the line uh, to talk to him. He has uh, been sworn in as one of our new councilmen in the city of Lynchburg. Uh, He and Marty Mischens were both uh, taking their oaths, and they're going to get to work this week. We also have Stephanie Reed, who's going to get sworn in Uh, a little bit later on today and i know that the citizens of lynchburg are really excited about this so uh good morning larry you're on the air we're glad to have you yeah we're excited about uh about the first of the year and and some changes coming to lynchburg city council yes yes we we uh want to do a good job for the citizens well uh we yep. uh, we think you're going to do a, a very good job uh, for for the city. And one of the things that we love about you, uh, Larry, is you walk the talk. You you do um, what you say you're going to do, and uh, and that's that's an exciting thing. Uh, we just wanted to touch base with you this morning to congratulate you on officially being in office, and to also ask you. Uh, what is your top priority as one of the new council members for the city of Lynchburg? Number one is public safety. We, 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 you know, we have a public safety crisis, I guess, throughout the United States. And here in Lynchburg, we're going to try to curtail some, a lot, most of the violence. Right. You know, as much as our, our police department can, can put this thing down, we're going to allow them to put it down. And it's, I don't want to, excuse me. It's not just gun violence, is it? It's it's violence in general. Violence. That's right. Yeah. Seems like everybody's off the chain, you know. Right. Attitudes. Attitudes. I was in White Rock yesterday. Well, I live in White Rock. Mm-hmm. And here's a group of about 50 girls over there. They want to fight each other. <laughs> you know, these young, young, young ladies, they ought to be being groomed to be, you know, nurturers. Right. Right. And and I guess that's the biggest challenge that we have in a world that increasingly seems to be more disrespectful to one another, and more disrespectful to authority, and even to themselves. I mean, that's not showing any respect for yourself to want to carry yourself that way. How do we make a difference in, in the lives of these young people? Because they set the tone for the future. You're exactly right. we we got to make parents responsible for their children's actions. Right. And be parents. And be parents. Right. So don't don't be my friend. I'm your father. I'm going to discipline you. Right. Right. And, and it's uh, hard work. My my uh, thirty my baby boy he's thirty one now thirty two mm-hmm. came to me one day. You know this while he was in high school. He said, "Dad, I know you love me because you disciplined me." Wow. Yes. They and, don't and usually this, figure that out until later. Right. <laughs> I remember saying to my mother um, one time, and I was probably, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, and, and I said, Kim Cash's mother's her best friend. And she looked me square in the eye, and she said, you let me tell you something, young woman. God did not give you to me to be your best friend. Kim can be your best mm-hmm. friend. I am your mother. And That's I was right. like, oh, shoot, that didn't work. <laughs> Well, we well, just wanted we just to talk wanted with you and thank you um, for running. And we're just excited about the work you're going to do in the Hill City. So, yeah, um, we, we, 
thoughts and prayers are with you, my friend. Yes, please do. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you again very soon. Okay. God bless you. Thank and, you. And you as well. I just love him. He's just such a he's just a common sense kind of guy. Uh, we said we were going to be talking with Marco Galbraith this morning. We have Marco on the line. He's in he's in the land of my people this week. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Tennessee. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You're in good hands, my foggy. friend. <laughs> yeah, a little foggy drive down, but uh, but I love Tennessee. It's just beautiful. I'm in Johnson City. Okay. Uh, and it's nice down here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnson City, that Tri-City area, that's where I, I spent a good good portion of my growing up was in that area. Nice. So, you yeah. know, Marco, good. you're you're our go-to guy when it comes to to dealing with situations like this this Idaho um slaying. Um it it's not a, a shooter. I mean, this this guy used a, a knife, but one of the things you have always drilled home when you've been on the show is when someone's off their baseline, you need to be on high alert because something right. could be coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before an attack, but mainly, you know, I, I haven't really followed this Idaho incident. It, it's not my, that's not really what I do, but it was interesting when you sent me that information this morning that he was off his baseline afterwards. Right. And with one of the biggest pre-attack indicators for a violent attack as in an active shooter is that person is going to be off their baseline. The mm-hmm. UVA shooter that we recently had, the Chesapeake Walmart shooter, those people are now coming out. Well, right after the incident, we're coming out. Yeah, he was acting differently, you know, the day before or hours the atta- before the attack. There was a girl that befriended uh, the shooter from UVA, uh, and she noted on that bus he was completely different. The day before, he was completely different. These these are warning signs. Now, you know, people can have a bad day. They can be different. It doesn't sure. mean we've got to tackle them because they're going to be an active shooter. But if we start seeing a change, um, I, I, um, I had an, uh, when I was undercover, I had a, a friend that worked at the 7-Eleven. His name was Red. He was an African-American guy. And we joked. I mean, it was, this was back in the day when you could say jokes to each other, and it was funny. But I would come in undercover, and for six years he's calling me Cracker. Every time I'd walk in the door, hey, good morning, Cracker, right. he'd just say it. And of course, I was an angel. I never said anything back. <laughs> I <laughs> laughed at that. Lie. Right, right. <laughs> but one morning at 3 a.m., I'm undercover, and I walk in. There's two guys standing at the counter, and he looks at me, and he says, good morning, sir. Welcome to 7-Eleven. Uh-oh. So... He's off his baseline. Make a long story short, he's being robbed at knife point. Mm. Um, I, but but Red probably saved the life of those two guys. He probably saved his life and possibly my life because I noticed he was off his baseline. Um, Red was very street smart and, and new. Had I walked in there and he said, good morning, you know, hey, what's up, Cracker? I would have just thought everything's fine. But when so he, he said that. So he was signaling you intentionally, though. That's right. That's yeah. right. And he knew that if he said something different to me, I knew to pick up, okay, that's not what Red usually does. Mm-hmm. And so something's off. So we have to really study people, especially with pre-attack indicators. Humans are going to act different. They're going to put out pre-attack indicators. And this this case that we're talking about now is, you know, after the effect. And, uh, but it's not always bad. It, and that's the other right. thing. People think, oh, they're going to start acting more violent or they're going to be at... Not always. No. 
No, they, most of the active shooters we've experienced in this country are hardworking. Um, I don't want to say normal people. They could be off, you know, be off a little bit, but most of them feel like they've been done wrong. So mm-hmm. they're people like you and I that have, that have just had enough. Now, some do suffer from in- mental illness, but sure. a lot of the active shooters and violent attackers are, are doing it because they feel like they've been done wrong, and it's time to set that wrong right in their mind. Almost like they don't they're know justified. The between, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Then they don't know the difference between fantasy and reality um, at the time. But, uh, but yeah, these are normal people. And so we really have to pay attention to people that we go to school with, that we work with, our friends. If they're off the baseline, something's up. That's a good indicator. Now, with this man, this Brian Koberger, um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, I mean, he... he allegedly stabbed four college students to death, but he kept attending class at WSU's Pullman campus. And Right. He, yeah. So let's talk and, about and his, that. Yeah, but his demeanor changed. He used to be a really tough, he was a teacher's assistant. He used to right. be a really tough grader. And, uh, you know, very, very tough. And then after this attack, everybody started getting A's. Uh, he was disheveled. He wasn't shaving. His hygiene and attire was different. So this is an indicator that, you know, after the attack, somebody could have said, you know, this guy's acting totally different. It may be somebody that we need to look at. Yeah, something's wrong uh, but, here. But he, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, I, I still don't know how he pulled off uh, a knife attack with four people where the others didn't wake up. You know, that's, uh, I'll be very interested to look into this when it's when the dust is settled and see what the investigation shows and they start making it public. But I'd like to see um, what strategy he used to take those people out Four so people, quietly yeah. and quickly. Well, yeah, and he yeah. was also a student of criminal justice, though. Right. So, right. so he he probably knows forensics and mm-hmm. he knows uh, what not to behavior. leave behind and, and yeah, behavior absolutely. Yeah, so they're moving. Yeah, exactly. Well, Marco, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. And uh, you be careful and have fun in uh, the volunteer state. (laughs) Make sure you find the uh, home of Janet Rose sign. That's right. I will. I'll bring it back with me. Yeah. Proud, (laughs) proud home. Proud home of Janet Rose. That's right. Proud daughter. Uh huh. (laughs) Thanks for calling in this morning. You don't know there might be one there. There's a Rose Ridge there. I thought there would be. And I'm one of the roses from Rose Ridge. Like you, who else? Like what, T. Martin, maybe Peyton. Like Peyton's adopted son because he's from Louisiana. Actually, the the Carters are probably the best known there in in Bristol because that's really the home of country music. It's not really Nashville. It's actually Bristol. But anyway. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market, where they're located on Memorial Avenue, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, and they're getting a truckload in of eggs, and they're priced under $4. These are large eggs, brown and white, uh, under $4. I think there's a limit, two dozen. Um, eggs have gone through the roof, and he's trying hard to keep those prices low there. Uh, there are eggs in today's recipe on Five and Dine. My mother used to make this recipe every year. I always look forward to it. 
um, she would use the baked ham and she would kind of turn it into something different. And we would eat this sometimes for breakfast, many times for lunch, uh, but it's uh, ham salad and it was so delicious. She would take a stalk of celery and dice it really fine, two teaspoons of finely diced onion, uh, one egg, hard boiled, diced up. Uh, She would mix that in with a, a pound and a half of boneless cooked ham, diced very finely. She would mix in three-fourths of a cup of Duke's, a tablespoon of mustard, two teaspoons of sweet pickle relish, and then salt and pepper it to taste. Very simple recipe, super delicious, and it would make lunch so yummy. You want to see this simple and delicious recipe, all you got to do is go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. We are the morning jam. One of the best voices ever, no doubt about it. I just watched Bodyguard with her, Kevin Costner. Whitney Houston was number two on Rolling Stone's list of the best voices ever. Aretha Franklin, number one. That means, I guess... One of the Rolling few that we agreed Rolling Stone with. showed showed Aretha some R-S, R-E-S-P-C-T, if I can spell today. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, yes, yeah, indeed. If I can sell, spell today. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is why I do radio it and was not a, print a, journalism. A very controversial uh, list, for sure. I don't know of anybody who completely agrees with that list. Not that they expected people to agree with it, but some of the stuff was really pretty crazy. If you get a chance, check it out, and you'll be annoyed, too. Um, So I have one of my dogs, which is basically a garbage disposal. He has really turned into, I don't know, a klepto lately. Rogan, who just had his first birthday, steals everything. I mean, socks, underwear, doesn't matter. Hair ties, what anything he can get his hands on, his paws on, he'll steal them. Um, an ailing cat was brought to a South Carolina animal hospital and is now recovering after surgeons removed 38 hair ties from the feline's stomach. The cat named Juliet was brought in who uh, by a member of the public who said the feline had been left outside a home when the former resident moved out of state. They said she was becoming lethargic, not eating after a couple of weeks. And then they discovered she had a a blockage. They were stunned to discover 38 hair ties swallowed by the cat. The blockages led to a liver condition. That's now being treated. Said we have to make sure that as we feed her, her electrolytes stay in balance. And of course, that there are no hair ties laying around. Uh, he will Rogan will eat anything like a piece of plastic he'll chew on it and chew on it and chew on it and chew on it and I I really I worry about it I worry that something not great is going to happen uh with him eating all the stuff that he does because I know I know he so the neighbor put a box of chocolates on the yeah on the porch I told you about that Iron Gut Kelly that's what we we named him at didn't get sick at all i'm still finding pieces of what was allegedly a beautiful box of chocolates it was all sparkly and and beautiful but 
Very weird. Um, so a woman has gone viral online after she documented her missing luggage wild adventure from an apartment complex to a McDonald's after United Airlines lost her suitcase. Nice. On the 28th of December, she arrived in Washington, D.C. after transferring flights in Chicago through United. Upon landing, she was informed through the United app that her bag had been delayed and would arrive in D.C. on Friday and gave her the option of having her belongings delivered. I said, okay, and boy, was that a mistake. The third-party company that they contracted with took my bag on quite the ride, and I could tell because of the AirTag I had. It all began when she tweeted on Sunday in the now viral thread that United Airlines had lost her luggage. She used AirTags to track down her suitcase bizarre location outside a residential complex and discovered that her luggage wasn't the only one being randomly stored at an apartment. She found others tossed by the dumpster and emptied. Despite telling United's customer service that her luggage was missing, she was told to calm down. You laugh because even you know, as a single man, that's not something you say to a woman. Ever. And that her bag was safe at the delivery services distribution. Unsurprisingly, that was not the case. I just want everybody to know that United has lost track of my bag and is lying about it. My Apple AirTag shows that it's been sitting in a residential apartment complex for a day by the dumpsters. I found other empty United Airlines bags along with the tweet. She included pictures of other suitcases strewn about the concrete complex on friday evening she noticed her luggage was located in the parking lot of a suburban shopping center for an hour before moving across the street where it stayed for almost three days i actually went over to investigate to see if this was really as i thought it was and it was the next day her suitcase was still at the complex she didn't find anything on saturday returned on sunday to find two empty suitcases i walk around the back I find two other empty bags. They look clean. They didn't look like they were bags that you would throw out. And then she was chatting with the United Airlines customer service rep, told them what she saw with the screenshots. The Apple Air Tracker tag that I have in my luggage indicates it's been sitting for several days. She informed the customer service rep that there were emptied United customers' bags out by the dumpsters. After not receiving a response and being told to calm yourself down, we'll deliver your bag to you. Don't worry. She said the calm down comment had her seeing red. Another person said that condescending calm down would have had me acting like an absolute fool. (laughs) Ended up filing a police report. Um, Suddenly her air tag was on the move again. Stopped at a McDonald's restaurant only to return to the same apartment. It must be in a car somewhere. It's in the trunk of a car. That's where it was. She did finally track her down down her bag once more, um, and the courier explained that the bag was given uh, to me under a different passenger's name. 
Oh, okay. Uh huh. And it was delivered to a different ad- address, so it wasn't that they were Why doing anything nefarious. When I fly, I bring my backpack and a carry-on, <laughs> and that's it. I've that's checked a bag cool once. That you can I've checked a bag once. Track them like that. It is. I've checked a bag once, and it was because I was coming back home from when I lived in Kansas from Christmas. So I had all the gifts my parent, my mom gave me because she decided to give me like practical gifts. And and I asked her after I was like, "How am I gonna get this home?" And she's like, "Oh, we gotta figure that." So we checked a bag, and he, I luckily got it. But I will never check a bag if I have to. Um, I, I mean, I've checked to. a bag several times, and 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 I've only had one bag lost, and that was years ago. So I. I was going to say, I typically carry something with me that's vital to me, and so I would have to have it with me. I could not trust anyone else but myself. I always me. pack an, a carry-on, though, that has plenty of underwear and socks and extra tops, just in case. I learned that lesson early and the hard way. See you tomorrow, You're listening guys. to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.